This Level Up Latina podcast is brought to you by the Arissa Law Center. Find them online at theorissalawgroup.com. Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome to episode 19 of the Level Up Latina podcast. This episode, we're talking about mujeres in the workplace, how to put mm-hmm. yourself out there, how to get noticed, how to find champions and mentors. We have a lot of great stuff to share today. Welcome back. Thanks for giving us another shot, guys. <laughs> and for our faithful listeners, gracias, 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 gracias. We really appreciate it. Vero, Vero sounds like she's in new person. Vettel, tell us why. Well, um, <laughs> I am testing out our new microphones. They are the Blue Yetis that we actually got gifted um, from La Madrina. <laughs> from La Madrina. Wow. Um, this podcast has yes, a Madrina. Yes, we're out. She listens wow. to the podcast. So we're going to thank Suleika Heredia Jing. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully these work out and we're able to have some better audio for you guys. So if you hear anything, this little thing captures todo. Si antes escuchaban our kids and the weed whacker and the train and the barking dogs, now it's going to be probably even more. Thank you so much for the gift. Gracias, Suleika. It's um exciting. Thank you, Suleika. Uh, talking about that, when we were talking about mujeres in the workplace and the things that we need as women in the workplace, sometimes the networking process that sometimes we don't understand. And there's the part of mentoring, of having a mentor in the workplace. And then there's the part of having a champion. I was at a workshop, the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers at NASA JPL in Pasadena a couple of weeks ago. They pretty much, the, one of the, uh, one of the actual, uh, panelists was talking about the difference between a mentor and a champion. And I totally remembered that that's very, very necessary to have when you're at work, especially for mujeres, because it's not as easy to have women that actually are around or people that look like us that are willing mm-hmm. to take us under the wing. The part of being a mentor is you choose to take a mentee, take someone under your wing and bestow your knowledge upon them and teach them everything you know. And for the people that do have those, the mentors in their lives, be super grateful because they don't have to do that for you. They're willing, they're taking, they're making that choice to really go out there and do it and really say they see something in you. And they're like, you know what? This person deserves to learn everything I know and make their way pave their way in this industry or in this work environment or here where we're at in this workplace. And the difference between that mentor and the champion, the champion is go to bat for you. And that is so necessary. I know for me, for example, having those champions really helped with a lot of the promotions I was getting. I was great at sales. I was good at doing that and getting the numbers. But when it came to, to those happy hours where we had the marketing and our we had to network with upper management, the area managers, the regional uh, manager, the presidents, the vice presidents of the company, I, it was hard for me to say, yes, this is Veronica Burgos. I am a badass. I'm great at sales. I'm great with customers and I can kick butt in every aspect. You throw it at me and I'm going to do great. It was hard for me to do that because I felt I had to be modest. You know, I'm like, no, I don't have to tell people what I do. My numbers show that my work ethic shows, but there comes a point where you have to, and you have to talk about it. And it doesn't mean that you're being cocky. It's just being confident. You can be confident and modest and humble. Yes, a lot of times you get overlooked, not because you're not good. It just means that someone just probably doesn't really see it. That's absolutely true, Vero. You had said that before in an unrelated conversation. The value of mentors, Mm -hmm. we had talked about how not only do we need mentors in this life to succeed, but we also need to be willing to be mentees. We also need to be willing Mm -hmm. to allow others to help us, allow others to show us the way. We have to get comfortable asking Mm -hmm. for help. Simple. 
parts of building a business or growing your career of changing careers is literally putting yourself in the right place at the right time with the right people. And if it's not naturally you, then mujeres suck it up. And I know it's easier said than done because some of us are naturally more social and we don't mind being in mixers and networking and asking Mm -hmm. for help because having a mentor in a lot of ways is asking for help. When you're a kid, it's different. When you're a kid and you're a program like the, like the one I work in and you have these volunteers in the school, it's different. They're there. They're there to help you. As an adult, you have mm-hmm. to seek out mentors your whole life. That means you're looking to people that have done what you want to do. They're more successful than you. They've lived different lives than you. They've accomplished different things than you. That's exactly why you want that person to be your mentor. Well, it takes some skills. It mm-hmm. takes humbling yourself, number one, and be recognizing, okay, this person, mm-hmm. I want to take advice from yeah. this person. Uh, putting yourself out there, number two, so incredible because maybe you're the most humble person in the world. But if you're not at those events, if you're not talking to those people, if you're not rubbing shoulders with giants, as they say, why would you become a giant? You're not going to get on that trajectory, on that path. You have to be comfortable mm-hmm. being around your mentors so that you then can emulate what they've done to become successful. So when you are feeling like the big fish in a small pond, that's when you need to sort of look for a new pond, a bigger pond where you become the smaller fish again and you grow and evolve because someone has mentored you. So it starts with you being a willing participant in the mentor-mentee relationship. You as a mentee, ask others to guide you, to reach out and support you in whatever way they can. We just had our launch party in LA this last weekend and there was a lot of mentor-mentee matches going on. I can just see it. The energy and the women tagging themselves on Instagram today, the Monday after our launch party, you'll listen to this on a Wednesday, but the Monday immediately after our weekend, a very successful weekend, there are all these new women that didn't know each other. They had to put themselves Mm -hmm. out there. That's a way of asking for help, right? They had to put themselves out there or as mentors be in the space and mentor other people. So we're all at different levels, like Vettel said, in our careers and our evolution. So to be willing to bring someone up and to be willing to move up with someone's support, so critically important, the relationship goes both ways. So I hope that you're out there understanding that if you're a mujer in the workplace right now, you're in an actual industry and a career, it's so critical for you to always be sort of reaching down as a mentor, but also reaching up as a mentee and surrounding yourself by all the right examples. In my steps in becoming a lawyer, I didn't have many because, you know, there's not many Latina lawyers. We're slowly but surely more and more numbers of us going into the the law career. But I, I, I didn't have many. I had one one particular person who happens to be an hermana from Cal and she went to UCLA and I met her through hermanas, right? When I was studying for the LSAT, she was my, she was my mentor, Anita Garcia. I would meet with her and uh, this was when I was taking the LSAT and she was the only, the only person that I knew that had already gone through the steps that I had taken. That was Latina. And even when I was going through the law school applications, even when I was in law school, she would reach out like, hey, how are you doing? How's it going? And just pushing me and motivating me when I was taking studying for the bar exam, you know, and, and it just happens that Anita is also a twin mom. So what do you know? When I when I found out that I was pregnant with twins, I call Anita. I was like, Anita, guess what? I'm following in your footsteps again, because mm-hmm. I'm becoming a twin mom. And she <laughs> sent me these great books on twin parenting. So just, you know, finding that person that, you know, has already gone through those steps that you want to take and reaching out. And I know that there's people out there that are more than willing to help out. I myself have gone a few times to my old high school, Mount Eden High School in Hayward, California, and gone to the 
to the Puente class, which is an outreach program for Latino students that I was in and uh, Vero's husband w- was in during high school. And I go back, talk to the those kids. And that's my way of giving back to the community and saying, hey, you know, it's it's hard to get here, but you can do it. And there's, you know, a few of us. So we want to get more of you to the, to this to this level, to this legal career, for example, in my in my shoes. Why are you at this position now? Yeah, because you want to get to the next one, right? And I think if you might, if you might feel your energy wane mm-hmm. and you're thinking, okay, I'm getting comfortable. If your goals and your dreams are shifting because you're getting comfortable and not moving into the oh, workplace yeah. <laughs> that you want, then be careful of that. Put yourself in the right place, the right networks, the right you know atmosphere to get your gusto back, to get back on track yeah. the goals and the dreams that you have. Because it's so easy to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you talked about it, Ceci, that. You know, you were doing pretty good uh, not having gone to law school and you thought, hey, money's pretty good. Maybe I'll become a right. official translator. But you knew your goal was really to become a yes. lawyer and you were so successful at that. But do not get distracted. If you're feeling like you're getting distracted, get around the right people. That's another form of mentorship. So you right. in the workplace, if your workplace is a distraction, if the energy is not right, <laughs> if the people are not right, yeah. if there's like naysayer energy or people that are out of touch and they're disgruntled, or you go to mixers, yeah. you sort of get such great energy. Mm-hmm. If you were just at the launch to move from ideas to doing, yeah. ideas to doing, to executing, not just dreaming, not just talking about it, not just going to a boring nine to five and not really elevating. So be careful of your energy. Be careful of your space. Take care of your space. If you need to elevate mm-hmm. your mindset, that's going to happen. What is for you sometimes outside of the workplace. Right. And when you're out there getting the good vibes, bring it back to your workplace. Because you're constantly growing. You're constantly learning. And you, and whatever question you have and, and put it out there. If you feel comfortable with that person there, because if you don't have that at work, where else can you like talk it out and work it yep. out for yourself for you? Because you're the one getting up every day require eight hours of you. They might require four, maybe 12 to 16. It really depends what you're doing. So if what you're doing better be something that you really want to do, not just because of passion, but because you're good at it or whatever it is and that you find the guidance. And if it's not there, get out, meet people, network, and you will not regret it. I think we've said this before, <laughs> you know? In my case, not a lot of Latinas in the legal field. I was the only Latina in my firm. I was and I am a, m- a member of SF La Raza and other like things of that nature because those are your peers. Those are people that look like you and you connect and you can talk about your job. You can talk about the experiences that you're having. I know Irene goes to a group for CEO women, right? When I first started my CEO post, I got around a lot of CEOs because I needed to sort of change my mind about me. I needed to understand that I was a CEO. I was now in charge of a leader and the role of a leader is very different. You're driving, you're making decisions. You have to be confident making those decisions. You're, and when I say driving, I don't mean driving a car. I mean, you're driving the agency, you're moving it forward. You're, you're the one that has the vision. In my case, I had to learn that. And again, it's that mentor thing. It's that help asking for help because I went around other CEOs and not often Latina women, not often my age. So it was interesting. I had to not be intimidated by us being different. There's been a lot of the CEO meetings that we would have for different groups. I just started to learn so many great lines and tactics and skills. And I started to appreciate me, what made me unique because I saw how each of them were so unique and they sort of led with that. So lead with your strengths in the workplace. A lot of men tend to not look up to women when they see them in a position of power. But I remember one in particular, every time he would call me, 
he would call me and say, es que mira mi hijita o mira mi hermanita. He talked to me like that. One time I was so annoyed. Well, when he said it, I was so annoyed. He was just being so difficult on the phone. And I finally like put a stop to it. And I said, ¿sabe qué, señor? No soy mi hijita ni su hermanita. Soy su abogado. Entonces, hábleme con respeto. So, so I stopped it, right? And I said, stop calling me mijita or little sister because I'm neither your mijita hija or your sister. I'm your lawyer. So you're going to talk to me with respect. So como que lo callé. Y ya, ay, disculpe, abogada. So, and every time, you know, things like that would come up, I would put my foot down and say, you know what? No, like, a mí me va a hablar, you know, con respeto, because it's not, you know, they're not, and again, I, I understand, they're not used to seeing females, Latinas, in, in positions of power or having them telling them, you know, this is how you're supposed to answer. This is how, uh, you know, I'm prepping you for your deposition. So when, when for example, in depositions, when they started, kind of going outside the box and talking more than they were supposed to, I would always like tap them on their shoulder and like, you know, we need to stop outside and, and talk for a bit. It, it took a while to you know she has my back and she knows what she's doing. I had built that rapport with the clients and they understood that I, we were being serious here. I was in a position that I had their, their best interest at hand and I was there to represent for their own good for, for the benefit of their case being a Latina lawyer and you have to almost challenge their assumptions. So they're assuming right. over and over again that they have the answer based on how you look and what they expect. And so moving forward, an attorney that looked like you came in, maybe they thought of that moment where they were motive, as we said in the eighties, and they were wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, it was definitely, definitely a sense of pride that I felt paving the way for girls behind me because there's still very few Latinas, you know, out there being lawyers and going to law school. And every time that I learn that someone is going through the same steps and, you know, taking the LSAT or in law school already, like, like I applaud them because it's, it's really, it's really challenging. Mm -hmm. One of the few there, it's really challenging and, you know, power to them. Uh, right now there's a legal assistant who was my legal assistant at my uh, prior firm who's about to take the LSAT, has this great position at her, at the firm that I was at. So I always try to like, chime in and I want to be sort of like a mentor and tell her like, Hey, you can do this. Don't give up on your dream. Go take your LSAT, kick butt on the LSAT and work your way up there and you can do this. So that's my little mentee. You all know that there are some people in uh, social media that I call my best friend or my soul sister. There's certain people that I'm like, this person's my best friend. Truthfully, mm -hmm. they're not my best friend, but I am following along <laughs> on their journey and I'm watching their success. And I reach out to them and I talk to them and I help them when they ask for my help and vice versa. And a relationship is being built with certain right. women on social media, not because they're my true best friends, but honestly, because I am seeking knowledge from their experience and their trajectory and their career. And then I hope to give that back to other women. So that's what mentoring is as well. It's you seeking it. It's you humbling yourself. It's you approaching those people that have done it and trying to follow their path and being willing to take their advice, not the dreamers, but the doers. Who are you taking your <laughs> advice from? Hopefully it is a champion and a mentor in your corner, but it starts with you putting yourself out there to find those resources and those people. So if you then go to specialized networking groups, like you said, Ceci, if you go to something like the Level Up Latina Launch, where you know the women are going to already be down to earth, already be more like right. you, whatever that may be, have your same interests, have your same aspirations, you're following them along on social media, you like their personalities, you like what you see, it's going to be a comfortable space. So the point is, it's a great place to practice networking. It's a great place to practice 
putting yourself out there. It's a great place to start making connections. And then when you go back to your regular right. everyday bubble where people may not have the same interest or um, relate to you and maybe it's your age or your industry, whatever it is, you've already put into practice networking yeah. in an environment that is much more comfortable to you. So I bet, Ceci, for you, it probably felt good to be with lots of Latino lawyers for a change, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. And just keeping in touch, like still to this day, you know, even, even I think a day or two ago, I got an email from a fellow Latino lawyer in San Francisco saying, hey, Ceci, como estas? A bunch of us are getting together to go to the uh, Latino gala, you know, October, whatever. And I was like, thanks for the invitation. I'm actually in Mexico City. So just keeping the connection, sending an email here and there when you mm -hmm. make those connections at these events and maybe let's go out for lunch. Let's go out to dinner, you know. Keeping those connections is very, very key to maybe in the future you guys can collaborate in the same field, things like that. And it's really, it's really cool just to have people that you can just turn to and say, Hey, you know what? I don't practice that type of law, but I know Frank does over here. So let me, let me put you in contact with him. Exactly. It's just making those connections. I think that coming from a place of yes is really important too. So when you're connecting with people and it may feel like they want something. Well, down the road, you're going to want something mm -hmm. too. So I think when you can be collaborative, with, maybe they're putting you on the spot and they want you to do something that you're not so comfortable with. If you come from a place of yes, I'm sure that you'll learn to do what it takes to come up and show up for them. Well, I'm kind of shy. Say yes anyway. If someone wants you to come to their board meeting, learn more about them, learn about their program, and you're thinking, yeah. well, I don't know about this much myself. Say yes anyway. I've always found that it really helps for me to put myself out there to just say yes to when someone needs my help. And then I feel like I have a leg to stand on when I need their help. I think it's really critically important. It sort of yeah. goes both ways. Be a mentor because you'll need a mentor. You know, be someone's example because one day you'll need an example. So as much as you can, put yourself out there by showing up, getting uncomfortable, and also practice saying yes. Helping each other and being collaborative is what makes the world go round. So trying to come from a place of yes, mm -hmm. so many opportunities are open for you because you said yes, you went to that event, even if you were not sure if you wanted to, and you were kind of thinking you wanted to, and you wanted to say no, you wanted to talk yourself out of being at that event, but you said yes, it'll always pay off. You don't leave something and say that was crummy. If you're really there, if you're intentionally anywhere, willing to just laugh, make friends, put yourself out there. You're going to leave with nuggets. You're going to leave with value. Even if you're someone in a room that doesn't even talk, you can people watch and people have different energy. And maybe you want to be more like that person in that energy or less like this person in that energy. There's something to learn from every room and every gathering. So you just have to be in the room, right? You have to be in the space. Yeah. I love the people. people watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So when you go to a mixer yeah. and a networking event and you're loving the energy and you're loving the vibe and you're loving the feelings, well, bring that back to your workplace. This is about mujeres in the workplace. Like, don't compromise mm -hmm. that. I know that my in my office, sometimes I get there and it's so quiet and I am loud on purpose. Sometimes I get there and I feel people are negative and I am overly positive on purpose. Sometimes yeah. everybody's already in a good yeah. space. I don't need to be the center of attention. I don't need to bring more energy. I can remove myself and they're in a good space that works for me. Sometimes we all have our head down and we have amazing projects that are going on and it's this weird like nervous mm -hmm. energy and everybody's quiet and everybody's doing their thing. We'll be in that space too. Sometimes you need that focused energy. You don't follow the person who's out of touch is energy. Don't follow the naysayers energy. It may rub people the wrong way. Oh, well, you are a woman in the workplace. In some cases, a Latina. Be that Latina in the workplace. I know you might feel intimidated by being you, 
But if you're not being you at the end of the day, you're going to feel really inauthentic and really unhappy. So find what is your voice. Yes. Talk with your hands, right, Irene? <laughs> yes. Feel like you need to talk yeah. with your hands, but you're going to be passionate and get your point <laughs> across and you're going to leave it that all there in the boardroom from the stage. Then freaking talk with your hands. Like yeah. the people that are going to judge you aren't going to matter anyway. But if it mattered, if it was about a business partner or closing a deal or changing lives, in my case, I have to raise money. I can't be shy. I'm asking people in my business to give me money for kids to go to college and have scholarships. So just like I say, yes, guys, I'm not afraid of asking, asking anyone for anything. That's how it starts. Asking for help, asking for support, asking for guidance, asking for money, asking for anything. Don't be afraid to ask. Girl, mm -hmm. and the thing is, and don't be afraid to ask. And even if you get the no, you're going to get so many no's and it's okay. There's people that have learned to put the no in their vocabulary. Such a hard lesson, right, ladies? Isn't it is? Like, we, we do we want to be liked? You mm -hmm. grow up wanting to be liked? You grow up wanting to be popular? You go it's not, not the wanting end of the to world, rock your yeah. boat, especially it's not, in some cases, be real humble mm -hmm. to whoever that may be, to a, I don't know, to someone that we yeah. find as authority, for instance. But the point is, no, do not internalize a no. The more no's you get, it's mm -hmm. like you're on the path to a yes. If I was worried about yeah. every no, I wouldn't have raised all the money I've raised in my industry. The three of us would not have started this business. We would not be successful doing what we're doing. If we were worried about no's, we'd still be at the idea phase of all the things that we've ever done. You really have to take no's and collect them and know that mm -hmm. big old yeses are coming. Huge yeses are coming. Every time you've collected no's, the practice of asking is so important. And I, I truly mean this. My tip of the day is you have to get comfortable with no. You have to get comfortable with rejection because in the workplace, you may get passed up. You may be told no by your mom. They're not going to like how you do something over and over again. But if you are being in integrity mm -hmm. and you know you're doing the right thing, you continue to work hard. You continue to get after it. You cannot retreat. You cannot Work. give up. If you're going to shine in the workplace, if you're going to elevate, keep at it, keep pushing because you're going to get no's, but you cannot be afraid of them. No's are going to be in the form of not getting the job. I know some of you are out there trying to find a job, put them in your yes. pocket, put them away, throw them out the window, keep trying to get that dream job or keep trying to change careers. Whatever that hustle is that you are right now trying to level up, you're trying to level up. You're going to get a whole bunch of mm -hmm. no's when you're leveling up. It's okay. They're not going to be the end of the world. They feel like the end of the world sometimes, but they're not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. And normally the no comes from you. Normally the no comes from you. No, no, no. Puedo hacer. I can't do it. Or, or you know what? F it. I don't need that person. I could do this all on my own. And if you're one of those people that's like, I could do it on my own, power to you. But let me tell you, yes, there are not many people that have been able to make it by themselves. You need that village. You do need a support system. And whether it be in your personal life, you definitely need it in your professional life. Shout out to Serenity Bliss. Her name is Christina. She showed up not empty-handed. She showed up with goodies for everybody at the event. These amazing essential oils. Everyone was loving her stuff and showed up alone. More power yeah. to her. Now she's our budge. So thank you, Serenity mm -hmm. Bliss. Look at you getting this little Bravo, promo on our, on our podcast. Yeah. Because Christina's coming lunch. from a I place of yes. Dinner. I, know. I had dinner with Christina right before I, I, I came to Mexico. Christina and another fellow Latina entrepreneur. It was really cool. So that's beautiful. She comes alone to the launch party, giving, in service, bringing. And here she is getting more friends, more promotion out of the deal, feeling good about something she does. She loves doing this work with essential oils. And they're actually pretty bomb. Mm -hmm. I know you guys took a bunch. I was giving some away after the event. But thank you. Cristina, thank you so much. I brought them with me to Mexico. And I was using them on Luis last night, giving him a massage. He was loving it. Mm -hmm. and, oh, my God. This just turned into Serenity a commercial. My, my girlfriend yeah. over there at Serenity Bliss. So. 
that's the point, lady. She's building her business. What does she do? She goes, <laughs> she shows up to the level of Latina launch party and it is now rippled into all these other opportunities and relationships and feeling good. We're going to feel good if yes. we're elevating one another, if we're elevating together. So let's please, ladies, let's level up. Any questions you have, email us at admin at leveluplatina.com. That's admin at leveluplatina.com. We want to keep this conversation going. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Hello.